how you are in the world matters. Overwhelm is inevitable and optional. It's time to listen up and make it optional for you. Okay, so welcome to the first in a series of three tiny, huge, life-changing lunchtime workshops. So it's quite funny doing these. I thought that I would really, really enjoy them and I will really enjoy it. But I also found myself really, really nervous. And I think it's really important to think about what works best for us. So for me, I love teaching, but I don't particularly like doing live video. I love getting a group of people together, but the people I work with don't want to be recorded. So did I make an error by not saying it's okay, you won't be in the recording? This happens to me a lot. (laughs) Where I kind of get excited and forget that actually what I really love is teaching without recording. Love doing that. And I also absolutely love recording my podcast. So this will mainly go out, I think, as a podcast because that's what I prefer. And that's what the people who work with me prefer as well. So that's just my little lesson of remembering to always do what is easiest and most fun for me. But I'm also also, um, trying to reach more people, hence these tiny little lunchtime workshops. So let's see how it goes. So the first one is all about getting really clear on where you are. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, if you're feeling horribly overwhelmed and you just keep coming back to this place of, of, I don't know who I am anymore. I've lost part of myself. This, my life looks like it's really successful, but I just don't, it just doesn't feel right. I don't feel at home in it. I'm really struggling to hold it together. Then to do anything, to create any kind of change, you need to start where you are which sounds really obvious, but actually is really quite difficult. So if I go back to the stage where I was really, really struggling, but I'd reached a stage where I was very aware that I needed to do something, which is actually quite a different stage than the one where I was just kind of surfing that verge all the time, where I thought, well, I should have the answers. I have a psychology degree. I know about meditation and mindfulness. You know, I knew a lot of stuff and I thought I could solve this problem for myself. As it happened, it was a little bit more complicated than that. But at this particular point, which is like to me a recurring stage, I was like, okay, I need to do something. This is just too much. I've had enough. And it was after I'd moved to my dream house, which needs a lot of work. And of course, moving house is another big stressor on top of everything else. But I loved this house. And I guess part of me thought, once I find this house, I'll feel better. Does that resonate? That when this happens, everything will slot into place. And yet I felt very stressed. So I actually hired a coach because I'm passionate about coaching. And she was lovely. I really, really liked her. But looking back, it didn't do what it needed to do. Because I still felt like I couldn't see the wood from the trees. I just didn't know what was wrong. I couldn't work it out. And she did some strengths profiling with me, which, you know, as a psychologist, kind of done all of those anyway that's no disrespect to the coach I really liked her and at the time I felt like I got something out of it it's just that looking back it wasn't specific enough and I guess for me that's where my work comes from is being very very specific and working with a very small select group of people 
So starting where you are, that point where you can't see the wood from the trees is really powerful. Because for me, once I could see that, then I could start to do something about it. So we're just going to work through, excuse me, losing my voice already. I'm going to give you some questions. Now, I suggest that if you're doing this on your lunch break or you're listening to it while you're watching dinner or whatever you're doing and you haven't got the time at the moment to write down the questions. I mean, I will put the questions, some of the questions in the show notes, but um, if you're watch, if you're listening to this as a podcast, if you're getting it on a replay and you didn't sign up, then you won't get the questions. So you can just jot them down. I would listen to it again. I would give it days to kind of wash over you. So we very often don't start where we are. We very often start in the in a place we think we ought to be. So, for example, we often start trying to sort ourselves out from a place where we think we have more energy. <laughs> so we do things that require masses of energy, but we don't really have the energy to create those changes or, you know, change. We think we have to make big changes. I think that's another thing. So sometimes we try to start from the wrong place. We start where we think we ought to be. We start from a place where we have more energy, more time, more knowledge and more skills as well. We just think, well, I ought to be able to do that. And then it just doesn't work. And then we're like, oh, my God, what's gone wrong? And it's because you're not starting in the right place because you can't see what's happening, because that's what overwhelm does. It makes us feel really lost and really pressured. And we don't know where we are. And also we start to lose. Maybe you resonate with this, that losing part of yourself, the, the, the part of yourself that actually used to be able to bash through overwhelm. And yet it's built up and up in kind of waves up and down. And now it's like you've lost part of who you are. And also you kind of can't quite remember what it was you were trying to do. So you've got stuck in this. Just keep going. Just keep going. And acknowledging that rather than the I'll start from over there where I've got more time energy and I can make that kind of big commitment that's really important because when we get really honest with ourselves it's just so powerful however here's a warning I'm not going to do some get really honest with yourself where you feel terrible that would be awful it doesn't work because it just you know if you're already feeling like I should be able to sort myself out. I should be able to hold all the different parts of my successful life together. Then starting where you are, as in, oh, everything's terrible, that's not going to help. The whole point is to is to release the stress, to release the blocks, to release, see through the fog of overwhelm, to feel a little bit more energy, but in a gentle way. So my Basis is always starting with the Zen premise that you are both perfect and a work in progress. And that means that we need to do this kind of finding out where you are on the map of your life really carefully, like really, really respectfully, not with lots of shoulds and oughts, and you should be better, better, better. So, with compassion, self compassion, really important, with kindness, utter kindness. Why are we so have such high, harsh standards for ourselves and, and just not, you know, good at being kind to others, right? Kindness, self-kindness is so, so important and so powerful with love. I think this is actually quite difficult, but committing to loving yourself first, 
and moving from a place of love. So sometimes it's easier to do this as if you imagine that you're actually helping a friend that you really like. because You never speak to a friend the way that you probably are speaking to yourself if you're getting really frustrated. And with commitment. So this isn't like a one off thing. This is this starting where you are is a deep practice of self-acceptance and it's a lifelong thing. So it's a moment by moment thing. We're always coming back to ourselves. We're always starting where we are. But for the purpose of moving out of overwhelm, moving from that frustration of not quite living how we want to live, moving away from that verge of burnout, away from that verge of breakdown, that initial finding where we are, that's big. Hence the compassion and kindness. And then once we've got that and you start moving towards creating a life that works for you, then it becomes a moment by moment, like a morning thing. Is is probably the biggest part of the day. Where am I today? And also within moments, you know, pausing before making decisions to take on more, just noticing where am I today? How am I feeling today? So it's not a one-off event. So it doesn't have to be huge. It's definitely not destabilizing. It's it's like a firm commitment, but it's gentle and kind. And then it becomes a momentary thing. So let's let's do this. So we I'm going to talk in terms of tunnels circles and caves and this is what we do in the first module of my brand new get your life back program which I'm really really excited to be starting soon really excited about it so this is building up a picture of your map so I'm imagining your map as an actual outside space and you can't see the wood from the trees partly because you get stuck in tunnels going round in circles or hunkering down in a cave. So let's examine this and just see what resonates most with you because you're probably not gonna want to do, even if we have time to do tunnels, caves and circles, you probably don't need all of it at once. It's probably a bit overwhelming. I'm just giving you all three as a little taster to see what resonates with you. And then pick the one that really resonates and just let those questions and the thoughts and see what comes up over the next few days and see if you can get any insights. Okay, we're going to start with tunnels because I think this is I think this is the most dangerous one. And when I mean danger, I mean like getting stuck in a tunnel is the overwhelm, is that horrible, horrible place to be. And so because it's the most dangerous. Um, it's the most powerful. So we're going to start with the like biggest, most exciting one to look at. So tunnels. Do you feel like you get stuck in a tunnel and you just keep going? And you had this goal and it's like, I'll just do this. So to start with, this is good, right? So we learn this when we work towards um, achievement goals like exams, etc. The idea is that we sacrifice some of our time now self-discipline, commitment to academic studies, for example, in order that at a certain point it stops and then we get like a better life in some ways, deeply satisfying. And this is great, right? I mean, the ability to have that single-minded focus and aim for what you want is absolutely brilliant. And not everyone has, has it. And there's no way we should bash it. The problem is, is that it becomes, when it becomes a habit and we keep going, and we keep going, and we keep going, and we push against our bodies, and we force our brain to think through overwhelm. And then because we've temporarily put down the rest of our life in order to get this one big goal done, um, we, we forget 
the rest of our lives. We forget how to kind of merge back into the light. So imagine, if you will, you're stuck in a tunnel and you just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. So you get really, really good at just keep going, just keep going. And you're really good at ignoring the signals from your body and pushing hard, trying really hard, achieving highly through push, push, push. And you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. So it seems okay because it's temporary. But then it feels like the light's not getting any nearer. And it's almost like somebody added an extension to your tunnel. And then somebody added another extension to your tunnel. And the extensions keep getting added and you never actually reach the end of the tunnel. And at some point in your life, you realize that actually you've been in this tunnel for a long time and it doesn't feel good. It feels horrible. You suddenly become aware of the darkness, the dankness, the oppressiveness and the fact that actually you are sick and tired of that tiny light being a pinprick. You have had enough, but you don't know what to do. This is that overwhelm. This is what I mean by that. Can't see the wood for the trees. What are you supposed to do now? Like you can't turn back because you can't see the where you came in. You've no idea how you ended up here. It's a really unpleasant place to be and you want to get out, but you're fixated on that. Just keep going. Just keep going. What do you do? Does this resonate? So a good way of thinking about this is when in your life have you reached a stage where you just like shut down into just keep going, just keep going, regardless of the cost. So this is when we burn out. We damage our health by ignoring our bodies. We don't sleep very well. Our health suffers. We damage our relationships because we lose the ability to connect, to be fun, to be ourselves, to be present with somebody and really listen. And we lose that part of ourselves and we do it temporarily, but it gets stuck. And we do it when we have hard times. So when a job becomes difficult or, you know, anything where it's anything when we get into that temporary emergency, just keep going. That's the tunnel So really start to think, when has this happened to me? And then starting to think why it happened. So what triggers you? Now, for the people I work with and for myself, it's the single minded ability to focus. So these are, you know, highly driven um, and that really good focus you know that getting stuck in your head and being often like a really good academic focus very intelligent well-educated well-read suddenly though disconnected from the world disconnected from our bodies and really stuck in our heads and then it's like oh my god my head is just my mind's going round and round in loops of doom and I can't get out of this and I don't know what to do and it's a horrible horrible place to be so I would like to tap you gently on the shoulder in this tunnel and tell you to look to your left and there's actually a little bit of light and you can go up some steps into the sunlight and when you get out there you look and there's the tunnel has grass over it and you see the end of the tunnel's over there and you didn't need to go through the tunnel the tunnel's optional you could have walked over the top on the grass in the sunshine looking at the trees and the clouds there was an easier way a way that was good for you a way that felt fun and nice and you could have still got there how does that make you feel because that's really important and this is the work I do recognizing what triggers you to get stuck in a tunnel what is it what happens and noticing that so a really good thing to do would be to kind of journal or chat about times when you've really felt that oppressive getting stuck 
how did you get there? Can you can you get any insight over that? Recognizing when it happens, why it happens, and also what habits you have that you've developed that used to serve you and now are helping you get stuck in tunnels and you don't want to be in the damn tunnel. You want to get outside and dance along the top of the tunnel. So I'm going to leave you with that for a moment. Oh, I'm just going to add to that. The tunnel is also caused by the limiting belief that you can you can't have something unless the and the and that I can't have this yet. So I can't I can't have this until I've done that. I'll just get this done. And often I think it's to do with um, a, a kind of limiting belief that we have that to be really successful, we have to overwork and sacrifice because this is endemic. This is just, you know, what how, how society talks. Successful people burn out. Successful people don't sleep. Successful people overwork. And I want to blow that out of the water because I'm successful and I refuse to overwork anymore. And I work with people who are highly successful and they're also reclaiming their lives and saying, we're not going to do it that way. We're going to do it a different way. So I'm just going to leave you with that because we haven't got that much time in a tiny, huge life changing workshop. I'm just going to talk about circles. So have you ever been for a walk where you get lost? And you're like, oh, my God, I'm sure I've been here before. I recognise that tree. I recognise that rock. Or if you're in a city, a new city, and you like wander around, you go, hmm, I did this in Venice with my son. It's like, I'm sure we've been near this ice cream guy before because I couldn't really. In Venice, you can't see because it's all flat. So I <laughs> got so lost. I'm sure I've been over this bridge before. So that time when you get lost and you're like, I've been here before, but I still don't know where I am that's a circle. So if we take that as a, a metaphor for your life, um, it's repetitive struggles. So it's, I, I would, the two I'd like you to most think about are with burnout and with relationships. So with burnout, it's when it's like, oh my God, I've taken on too much again. And now I'm feeling horribly overwhelmed, which is what gets you into the tunnel. But then you realize and you go, I am exhausted and grumpy because I've done it again. It's the recognition. It's the, oh, I've been here before. Whereas the tunnel, the tunnel is just literally oppressive. And the thinking it's the only way through is to keep going. The circle is, this keeps happening. I recognize this. I've been here before. And that insight, I've been here before. It's not much fun because you're like, oh, for God's sake, why am I here before? I should be able to change things. Watch the shoulds self-kindness, compassion, get playful about it. Right. This is my circle. I can see it now. Once you can see your circles, you can look back in life and think, ah, that keeps happening. Burnout, health problems, really common, can happen within jobs. So often we sort ourselves out within a job. We might, you know, try because we're intelligent, right? And resourceful. And we might try to adjust our work environment. We might change jobs, but the same thing keeps happening the same thing keeps happening. So it's like external external circumstances have a little bit of, of um, effects, but not enough. So something that keeps happening, keeps happening and recognizing your own personal circle. It's very, very personal, can be really helpful. The other one is with relationships where you have the same argument, you know, it's like, oh, having that same argument and being able to see that I'm stuck in that pattern with that person. 
and then noticing what these circles cost you because it's expensive at the time we're like well it'll blow over soon you know it's nearly the weekend if you're at work and it's like the same circle it's nearly the weekend it's nearly a holiday or I'm leaving that job soon anyway but then it just keeps happening but because it's not terrible all the time like the tunnel's hideous it's dark it's dank and it's just you want to get out there um whereas the circle kind of goes like oh I've been here before but something's about to change so you so you think because an external circumstance is going to change you're going to be okay so that's why it keeps repeating it's only when you stop and look at it and go I've had the same argument with somebody 10 times in the last five years I've had the same thing happen to my energy and health within work or the same some sort of same issues at work it's when you see it it's powerful so just think about your circles and the last one we've just got time for is caves now caves are interesting so tunnels are hideous and give us lots of information and circles are just all my clients have got circles really powerful but caves are really interesting So some people are really good at blaming the rest of the world for what happens to them. And they kind of hunker down in a cave and they kind of never come out. Right. And they just blame the world and they stay in their cave. And that's how they get through. That's not a judgment. That's they're just not my clients. So the people I work with will hunker down in a cave and go, go away, world. I hate you. This is terrible. And and do a little bit of blaming on external stuff like that person is was too much or something happened and they'll hunger down the cave but then they hunger down in a cave and then it doesn't take long before they're like I can't stay here I've got a life to live so it's that um wanting to live life to the full but being really easily overwhelmed and sensitive and not not knowing enough about ourselves to set the world up a bit like me you know do getting nervous for a live video when actually I could just choose to do podcasts it's it that's not a great example because it's not that important and I'm fine but when we know ourselves really well and we know what tends to get us overreacting and hunkering down in a cave we can stop hunkering down in caves and instead go right I'm not doing that I want these boundaries so that I don't feel like hunkering down in a cave because actually being in a cave costs me It costs me time, energy, sometimes money, and I don't want to end up in a cave. And because I know that that's my default reaction, I'm going to set my world up so I don't need the cave anymore. So caves are temporary, hunkering down, um, but you soon want to come out because you just get bored and you're like, I want my life back. Okay, so that's the three things about helping you locate yourself on the map. It's about knowing more about who you are it's about looking at your default patterns and it's really to do with those habits that have got you to this place of feeling horribly overwhelmed now there's masses more obviously this is a really really tiny workshop um but that's just to give you a bit of taster a good thing to do is is to kind of think about what if you if you resonate with these what are they costing you And what would you like to do about it? And then, but when you do examine it, make sure that you are kind to yourself, that you um, 
watch the judgment. It's very, very easy to get judgmental and go, well, I shouldn't want to hunker down in a cave. I'm too sensitive. That was an overreaction. I shouldn't react to that person or that circumstance like that. I shouldn't need so much sleep. I shouldn't need so much time on my own, whatever it is. Watch the shoulds and the oughts and the needing to be better. Drop them, except that when this happens, you end up in a tunnel, circle or cave and just notice it completely neutrally. This is really important, completely neutrally. You can use the one minute mark if it helps. Get out of your head where all the shoulds, betters, etc., into your body and just notice how you feel about these and notice how much it's happening to you. Because once you know that, you have some power because you can see more of your map. You can't see all of it yet, but you can start to see that the tunnel, you know, is a choice and that you can just walk across the top. I can do that. I can't really go into all of it at the moment because this is a huge, huge topic, which I'm really, really excited to be teaching um, within my new program. So if you want to know more about my new program, then just contact me or you could join my tiny, huge, life-changing Facebook group, although that's very small because I'm not entirely convinced Facebook is the space for my uh, clients and people who follow my work, but that's okay. It's very gentle in there. It's very nice. Um or subscribe to my email list, or just get in contact, and and, um, I will send you some more information. But anyway, thank you for listening to this. Thank you for being here, whether you're watching on replay and cooking your dinner, whatever you are doing. Um, And then I will see you tomorrow for the next one. To find out more about my tiny, huge, life-changing practices, please visit www.heidimark.co.uk.